As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Financial Choices Matter. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Charles Scott, a fiduciary advisor serving you in Scottsdale at Peloton Capital Management. You can find out more about Charles and his team online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Or you can reach out and give Charles a call. Just dial 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. We hope that you will get answers to your toughest financial questions. Don't do it now, of course. Stick with us. Listen to the podcast. But when you finish listening, if you'd like to reach out, leave him a message. It's 480-513-1830. Charles, welcome back into the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Mark. It's great. It's uh, I actually am very on task and on target today. So maybe I'll make some sense today because <laughs> uh, maybe not. Who knows? Let's just see. You never know where we're going to go on this podcast. That's what makes it fun, right? Well, I've been accused of that all my life. So you know, <laughs> if, if you don't know, if you don't know where you go, what was the Yogi Berra comment? Uh, when you come to the fork in the road, pick it up. Take it. Yep. I don't <laughs> take it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, we have producers to offer a little bit of structure to us, but it's true. You never know quite where we're going to go on the podcast. On this particular episode, I want to talk about a couple of famous last words saying. So we've all been at the party or the cookout or in the office, and you've had the coworker or relative who said, hey, y'all, watch this. That's my redneck impression right there. And in the financial world, there's quite a few phrases that you've probably said in that same manner, only to find disaster coming afterward. Let's talk about a couple of those famous sayings and maybe some of the disaster that you have seen your clients incur, Charles. So as an example, let's say you say, I like the security of keeping my money in cash because I know at least I won't lose it. That's famous last words right there. And for a lot of people, that gives them a huge amount of comfort. I don't have to take any risk. They don't understand what all the financial risks might be, but it makes them feel better. It makes them feel safer unless you put it in a can. can't remember where you buried the can in the backyard. That's a whole other issue. But there are a couple of things that I would comment and ask them to be sure that they've considered. And that is, what about taxes, taxes go up. You have to pay tax, you know, on certain things. But more importantly, what about inflation? Because the dollar, you know, the hundred dollar bill you've got tucked away somewhere buys goods and services and goods and services get more expensive every year. And that's inflation. And there's kind of no way around that. And you have to be aware of the impact of that and make sure that you are trying at least to Keep up with that. Now, if you've got enough and it really doesn't make any difference because, you know, then that's a whole different story. But inflation is the biggest thing. I mean, we can ask any any person probably that's over 50 years old, did you pay more for your last car than you did for your first house? And the answer is going to be, yeah. Or uh, to me, the perfect example of inflation has always been postage stamps. You know, if you bought a postage stamp, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I, I think I've mentioned this before on some other on another podcast. You know, it does the same thing that, that it ever did. It delivers a, a letter, a one ounce, whatever it is, letter, let's just assume, 
to the recipient. And that's what it did the first time that it ever happened. That's what it's, you know, so what is it? 50, I don't even know what it is anymore. 55 cents or 54 cents. It used to be, remember the, you know, it was 20 cents 30 years ago. So that's the same thing, just costs way more. That's inflation. So the idea of the safety of not having anything at risk from a financial point of view, because I've got it, you know, in cash um, is fine. I mean, I don't know if there will become a day when you would cash, even though it's the currency of the United States, will not be accepted at certain establishments. You can't pay in cash. You have to have a debit card or a credit card or a, or something else. I don't know. But to me, the biggest issue, the biggest bugaboo in that comment is the cost of things in the future because it's going to cost more. That's just the way the world works. You know, unless we go into a depression, then that's not the best idea because then your money won't be worth anything anyway. So anyway, I haven't heard I haven't heard anybody say that, but it's the whole safety of my stuff is always a concern for people. And we take that very seriously when we talk to folks. Now, Charles, this next one is more of a saying that pertains to lifestyle choices in retirement. And this is for the folks who are maybe overconfident about the amount of income they're going to have in retirement. And they say, I can always go back to work if I really have to. Meaning, you know what? I'm going to retire. And then, hey, if I need to go back to work, no big deal. Why is that problematic? It's problematic for a couple of reasons. One, where are you going to go back to work? Depending on your age, you know, who's going to want you? Because it's, it's, things are changing so quickly. And we've run into the example of people that were in a relatively highly skilled profession and retired and then, you know, decided two or three years later, you know, I kind of miss it. I kind of want to go back and do that. And they, they have found out that that technology has moved so quickly that they are so out of date that they're not hireable, you know, and it's just been real interesting to have that experience with clients where they've thought, eh, you know, I can always go do something and you can always go do something. And if that something else makes you happy, then that's great. But if you have the expectation that you're going to be able to go back and step right back into what you used to do and be just as good at it as you were when you left, that's not true. I mean, if I walked away from what we do and came back two years later, there's a whole bunch of stuff, obviously, that I would have missed out on. Talking to people is just talking to people. And that's honestly, truly the most important part of what we do, having meaningful conversations with them. But from a practical point of view, uh, and again, more the more technological or what's not technologically driven anymore. You know, all those things change so quickly. That obsolescence of, you know, what is it, eight, 18, I don't even know now, it, what is it, every 18 months, the amount of technical information out there in the world doubles kind of thing. It's, sure. If you haven't kept up with it, if you haven't kept up with it, you're going to be behind. You can all, I mean, no offense here, but you can always be a greeter at Walmart. And if that's what really, again, like I said, if that makes you happy and that's what you want to do and you just kind of, you know, why are you going back to work? Is it because you really want to go back to work? Do you just miss contact with people? That's an easy thing to go back in and do. And you, no offense to the folks at Starbucks either. You don't have to be, you know, if you want to stand on your feet all day, there's some skill involved in being a barista, but you can learn that fairly quickly. So it's just, it's a comment that when someone has said it, and we've had a handful of folks say that to us, it's like, are you really sure? Let's really talk about this because just to assume that to us ends up being a very flawed assumption the vast majority of the time. So again, 
it goes back to you know listening to the things that people say and making sure they really believe what they're saying and if we can maybe poke a hole in it for just reasons of reconsidering it then we feel that's kind of our obligation too and it's not that we you know want to talk about something we just want to make sure that they've really thought it through because it's going to have implications positively or negatively depending on you know how thoroughly they've considered the subject we certainly do want to help you think through things as you said charles i think that's huge we want you to be able to retire and have peace of mind about your retirement if you want to go back to work because maybe you have a second career or just a passion that you want to pursue maybe you want to volunteer more work with a local nonprofit. there's all sorts of things you can do we want you to be able to do those because you want to do them not because you have to do them Charles, where does that conversation about retirement start? What does it look like just to come into your office, sit down, and just start getting some answers to your questions and start mapping out your retirement plan? Well, it's, as always, we really truly believe people are going to come in because they have some questions or they want to sort of figure out what haven't I even thought about kind of thing. And so we just, we tell them, don't bring anything, just bring your questions because you're going to have questions. We're going to have questions. If this makes sense, if this conversation, by the time we're done with it, and maybe it's a very brief conversation because we just do not connect with each other. Or it might be, I mean, we've had people that we never met before come and sit down and we'll talk to them for a couple of hours because we want to find out, does this make sense? Are we a good fit? Are you a fit for us? And if it is, then, then we can begin the process and then they get a whole gob of stuff from us that if we're really going to do this on a thorough basis, here's all the things, here's all the kind of documents and information that we need to have. And we just continue to have conversations about that stuff. And, you know, and don't try to don't try to come up with a plan for them instantaneously because we need to work on what do you have and what do you want to try and accomplish and be sure that we try to get it as right as it can possibly be for you. So it's just talking just a conversation. If you'd like to reach out to Charles and the team at Peloton Capital Management, give him a call. The number is 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. Just a conversation with Charles Scott. You're just getting some answers to your questions and starting out on that journey towards peace of mind in retirement. All you have to do is give him a call at 480-513-1830. Well, Charles, before we let you go, we always love to feature questions from the mailbag. So let's do that. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Robert writes into us this week from Phoenix. We thank you, Robert, for your question. And as always, we'd encourage you our listeners out there to submit questions to be featured on the podcast. Again, Robert is in Phoenix and he says, quite simply, Charles, what is your opinion of investing in foreign currencies? Great question, Robert. Thank you. And an intriguing one, because if you've been doing it and you're really, really good at it and you have been making money at it, then I would say keep doing it. If you're considering it and you've done a little bit of reading on a on a website or something else, or you think it might be fun to do, let me just give you a word of caution. You are competing against pros because foreign currencies are pretty much a net sum game, meaning for every transaction out there, there's a winner and a loser. It's not like buying a stock where you can hang on to it for a long time. You're buying or you're selling. And in this foreign currency transactional world, You're competing with major banks from all over the world. You're competing with professional traders all over the world. 
And unless you fall into one of those categories, I can pretty much guarantee you that you will probably learn a lot and end up with a lot less money than you were starting out with. I traded silver futures once upon a time just to see what it was like. I had a finite amount of money. I knew exactly why I wanted to do it and how much I was willing to lose. And I had done a lot of reading and I thought I was pretty darn smart at this and it didn't take me long at all to figure out. And it was very enlightening. And I think everybody needs to do it. Have a budget. Don't go over. It's like walking into a casino, except the odds are even worse than they are when you go into a casino. So they're pros. That's all they do. They live and breathe this stuff. And if it's just kind of a fun hobby for you, okay. But don't get sucked in. Don't think you're going to beat the pros at their game. You just don't. Well, Robert, we thank you for writing in. Charles, before we let you go, let's get to know you just a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. Well, Charles, we do like to just step aside toward the end of the podcast every now and then to get to know you a little bit better, just learn more about you. So I have a rather personal question for you this week, but I think it's a good one. The producers, you never know what they're going to ask. They say, of the groomsmen and bridesmaids who are in your wedding, how many of them are still significantly involved in your life today? Cool question. I'm going to change the answer a little bit, and I am going to not just, well, the groomsmen, I guess the best man would qualify kind of as a groomsman. So I'm going to, I'm going to change it. I'm going to say, you know, including the best man who's involved in your life today, the best man for me was the guy that I felt had the biggest influence on me growing up as a person that I still think about every day. And it wasn't my best friend. It was my dad Hmm. because he was the best man I ever knew. And to me, that's what the definition should be. It isn't the guy that you love to go party with. I don't think it wasn't for me. Sure. Uh, when our daughter got when our daughter got married, and I had told the story to her, then you know, just boyfriend about you know us. He actually opted to have his dad be his best man. So I just thought that you know, and even though he's been dead for thirty years, not my son-in-law, my dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're glad your son-in-law is still uh, with you. Yeah, that's right. So are we. So is our daughter. No, it was dad. He was great. He was phenomenal and think about him all the time sure and that that impact that he made in your life certainly sticks with you and i'm sure affects the way you even conduct your business today oh yeah numbers made sense to him and i they make sense to me too but not to the extent that it did for him it was sure. it was real interesting growing up with him so it was great i mean i always said when i had kids i wanted to raise my kids like my parents raised me they were good Sure. It's certainly cool to be in that position and to, to have those relationships and even that lasting memory, you know, those memories of your dad. Thanks for sharing, Charles. And as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us here on the podcast. And they're fun. I mean, I, I hope the people that are listening have fun because if you don't, then listen anyway, because there's good information. But Mark and I always have fun. Mark and I always have fun doing these. And the byproduct is we get to share a little bit of, you know, us and uh, just good financial information because, you know, every financial decision you make impacts everything that you do, you know, so that's why it's called financial choices matter. <laughs> that's right. They certainly do matter. And that's why we want to get into the nitty gritty each week of financial topics here on the podcast. For more information about Charles, as well as Peloton Capital Management, go online to pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. And 
For more information about Charles and Peloton Capital Management, go online to pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Financial Choices Matter. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.